So uh, NFL season, is that starting to work in its way into this market here? Maybe the next round of speculative uh, phase? Sure, Oliver, thanks for having me. Yeah, July was a very tough month for the iGaming and online sports betting stocks. And what we've seen just in the past couple of weeks is really just that anticipation, investors understanding that it's gonna be different this year. So football accounts for roughly about a third of annual revenues. But this year, what we, what we expect to see is a completely different product from a lot of the operators, from micro betting to um, prop betting. So instead of just betting who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, you're gonna see a lot of different features, a lot of different personalizations, and you have companies pushing forward that tech uh, really this week. This is kind of the big moment we've been waiting for. So when you say you said it's different this time or for this season, is that just a reference to all the different ways now that folks can gamble on the games if they choose? I mean, companies like Fubo that are mixing up streaming with the actual sports book as well, DraftKings and some of the popularity and the uptake over the past year. What, what's specifically different here from previous seasons? I'd say the, the first thing is a lot of the tech had been outsourced in the past. And these companies realized that it's probably better to bring the tech in-house, whether it's build versus buy. And now most of the companies are ready for this. I mean, we talked, uh, I believe, you know, roughly about a month ago about the score. The score was acquired by Penn National. Now, that deal's not going to close until early next year, but SCORE actually was acquired partially because of their tech, not only because mm. of their market share in the United States and Canada from a media perspective, but Penn really liked their tech. So you have DraftKings, which just switched over their technology uh, to a company that they acquired about a year ago. So because now they own all of that technology, they can differentiate. Prior to that, it was all white labeled. So you were getting the same sports betting feed, the same sports betting products as everyone else, just because there were companies in Europe who were actually pushing down um, the, these features. Mm. So now, Chad, does that translate into certain platforms that now have the best uh, user experience, so then they'll get more users onto their platform from competitors, or is this more that along the big gaming businesses that have brought that digital component and tech inside that now they can make a higher margin uh, on the business? Uh, wh where does it show up this, this next quarter when we're looking back on this period? Yeah, it, it's a good question. We still think that the omni-channel approach really matters. So that's tying in the retail databases with companies like Caesars, Penn National, uh, MGM Resorts. So they have you know dozens of casinos in the United States and, and, and elsewhere. And we think those databases will be better cross-sold to the digital products. So if I lose $500 on a digital asset, maybe I get a free you know, trip to Las Vegas and I can stay at Bellagio. So omni-channel we do think matters, but tech will, will drive most of this. I think those are the big two features in terms of customer acquisition. And then on the retention side, that's all gonna be reliant on, on the technology to make sure that c customers don't shop around. And when you keep them on your site, the key is getting them to bet on some of these micro bets because that's a higher margin business. You don't mm. have time to shop around you know, what the odds are on Brady throwing a completion on the next play. You're engaged, you're using that as your second screen, and you're going to bet on the, uh, the site that you're using at that time. So who does, who's doing this the best right now, Chad? Because I'm looking at the coverage here, and you, you don't say buy everything. There's uh, stocks here that you uh, have neutral. There's a few that you've got buys, Caesars and DraftKings in particular. 
So who's the best way to play this? I think DraftKings at this point hasn't done anything to keep us uh, you know, pointing towards this one. The valuation has always been high, but what they've done actually in the past quarter is broaden out the total addressable market. They started getting into NFTs. Nobody even talked about that, and we think they can already be a leader. So they want to be a FANG stock. They don't just want to be an online betting stock. Um, they are a leader in sports betting and iGaming. They recently made an acquisition to expand their brands. But I think the way that they're thinking about brands and tech kind of puts them first. After that, we think MGM Resorts, you know, they're a top three player in the United States. They have the omni-channel uh, strategy as well. Uh, we really like that. And then thirdly is Caesars uh, Entertainment. They just divested uh, their non-US digital assets. They're making a big push. They're gonna spend a billion dollars over the next three years. You might be seeing some of that marketing uh, on your TV you know, uh, in, in yeah. the last couple of days. Those are the three names we're really focusing our investors towards.